You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to the Strong Room on News Talk 770. I'm Peter Watts. Something a little different today, mainly because McMillan Estate Planning founder Sherry McMillan is interested in a charity project in Africa. We'll tell you about that in a few minutes as longtime Calgary Zoo conservationist Brian Keating stops by to talk about the story. On the tax front, we're starting to see signs that the federal government has been paying attention to the outcry over proposed changes to the Income Tax Act. Regardless of what the changes might look like, tax planning is an annual exercise that always seems to take place in the fall. Here's Sherry McMillan. The prominent driver for families when they're planning their estate is to minimize tax. And they're looking to minimize tax on an annual basis, of course, but they're also endeavoring to minimize tax when they create a wealth transfer or that legacy moves down a generation. So one of the important parts of this is to keep current in One of the things about keeping current is we always have year-ends pop up on us and they come by surprise after summer. And so we really only have a quarter left this year to be proactive in mitigating tax in our families. And unfortunately, we can't do that work in April and May. Um, We have to be doing it now proactively because CRA doesn't send us a refund if we do the right plan. We have to have been designed that way in advance. And so there's a couple of things that we're encouraging our families to do the next quarter. One of them is obviously address the new proposed legislation for small business because in the event that this legislation is passed, it's going to have a dramatic impact on all our small business in the community. And we want to ensure that we have plans, but we need to put them in play in advance of the legislation coming into place. So we are diligently um, structuring corporations properly right now with the assumption that it may come into play. Does it make a difference if it's under bank law or tr- or trust law? It certainly does. And as you know, I'm a massive trust fan because I'm a trusted estate practitioner. I might be biased, if you can imagine. Um, but one of the things that trust planning does is it allows us to do some tax maneuvering and tax planning. And ultimately, what we're endeavoring to do is preserve families' wealth both annually and generationally, year to year. Because if you save more tax each calendar year, your estate balloons and blossoms more. Um, and what that means for a family is they have more working capital to grow the business. They have more assets uh, to create a good retirement maybe earlier on and succeed that business even sooner. So what we always focus on is how to mitigate that. Now, unfortunately, in bank law, as we've discussed before, bank law is where we park our asset base because we've learned to do it that way for probably a good couple hundred years. And that's what is the norm for most of us. But I, I suggest that when you're a family that has an asset base of a million or more, that you've outgrown that system. And what we want to do is we want to privatize your estate so that ultimately your wishes will be met. In trust planning, we don't wonder if your wishes will be met. They are met. And so we like to have your estate held by trust rather than bank law early on in life while you're building the business. So it protects you from all kinds of things, business risk, maybe you're a snowbird and you drive those massive motorhomes you don't have a special driver's license for and the liability of the U.S. affecting your retirement. So we use trust planning to protect our family's lifestyle 
and their wealth transfer one day. And so it's a fantastic um, opportunity for us, and we're just not learned in it yet. I say yet because, you know, trust planning has existed since the 14th century in England, and as we follow British law quite closely, um, there's tons of precedents in how you can protect your affluence with historical families on how they've done so. And so I think this is a fairly new industry, probably only the last 25 years have we used trust law over bank law for our families that are creating affluence and not necessarily have affluence, but are creating it, um, are also key people to consider this because, you know, some of our younger clients, when they created trust planning before their business ballooned and thrived on them, are so grateful now because of the advantages of doing it sooner than later. Does trust planning uh, mitigate against what the federal government is proposing to do in some of its tax strategies that have been the rage and the talk uh, this summer and fall? It, it certainly does. And I think there has been so much pushback. Uh, we all have our fingers and toes crossed that perhaps it won't unfold in the way they're proposing it to. But in the event that it does, and that's what an estate planner is known for is worst case planning. Um, we call ourselves paranoid sometimes, but that's our role is to protect our families that we work alongside. And so what we are using is a combination in some families of trust planning and corporate planning so that we separate those passive kinds of assets in their business that are going to be you know, taxed at a very punitive situation. But we also don't want to expose them to liability and so forth. So we'll use the trust as a mechanism to put a fence around that asset base. But we need to do this in advance of that legislation unfolding because if they enact that legislation and say from day to day forward, your corporations will be taxed that way, uh, it's too late for us. So we're trying to transact as many opportunities as we can for new clients and our historical clients by January 1st. That's our goal at Macmillan. Uh, what about income splitting? Because that seems to be one of the targets of the uh, Bill Morneau-led uh, strategy uh, here this summer. And I'm still not convinced that the Prime Minister and the Minister of Finance won't come in and, and uh, make like the heroes in all of this and back off what they're proposing to do, um, maybe institute something. But they'll they'll look like the heroes. See, we listen to everybody and we've responded. What about income splitting? Well, on that note, I might have an opinion. And, you know, in the event the government now stands up and says we aren't going to employ this proposal um, in the level that we are, I don't view them as a hero, Peter, because at the end of the day, they were the ones who brought it forward in the middle of summer when everyone was on vacation. And they gave us only a 90-day cycle to respond. The last time we had this kind of legislational change for small business. We had eight years to respond. So, you know, they're no hero in my mind. In fact, they've caused undue stress all summer for business owners, undue stress for, you know, doctors, lawyers, professionals, because you have to remember that these particular individuals, when they do income splitting with their family, they have no version of pension because they're not employed by a big corporation that creates a pension for them. They have to, what I call, self-pension. They've got to figure out their asset base, create their own retirement, or they don't have one. And so one of the mechanisms is that they can you know, pay their wife to do book work. They can pay for education for children. And I don't think that's an unjust or unfair technique. Now, whether or not the government, you know, softens it, I don't know. 
But I will say this, we have a way around it anyway, and we use trust planning to create that, and we have for decades. So I think it's also a, a political stand to say, you know, we're smacking the bad boys that have affluence and look at us do that. Um, well, we're going to plan around it. And that's the bottom line is that's exactly what we're going to do. Remember to check the blog postings at www.mcmillanestate.com. There's a lot of good information on tax planning, as well as on other aspects of life planning. Proposed changes to Canada's Income Tax Act are liable to have a significant impact on many Canadians. If you are a farmer, a rancher, or own a professional corporation, you should know what these proposed changes mean for you. If you have a life plan or a business plan, you're going to want to talk to your financial advisor. If you don't have a plan, now is the time to develop one. Think about investing 90 minutes in your financial future on Thursday evening, October 26th at the next Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar. Call the office to register weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 or register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. Brian Keating joins the conversation in a moment on The Strong Room on News Talk 770.